I think three, two and a half, three, and I was, I was young, I was early 30. Uh, I served the Lord in the Philippines uh, for two years, and I had such a great time. I was teaching at the Bible College, and I fell in love with the students. They were so nice, they were so kind, and I visited the, their churches, and, and I had a great time spending uh, my missionary years in Philippines. And, and uh, most of Saturdays, I, I went out to the park, public park, and I began to uh, just talk to people. Uh, started, you know, like questions like, uh, I'm Christian, and they say, I'm a Christian. Oh, I'm, I'm Christian too, and we talk. And, and I, I often ask the question, so what church do you go to? And nine out of ten, I would say nine out of ten, maybe almost like ten out of ten, they say, I don't go to church. Oh, 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 you don't go to church? Okay. I'd like to invite you to my church then, you know. But they were say, but they were, they were saying they were Christians. And I asked, you know, another question like, do you read the Bible? Have you ever read the Bible? They say, no. Really? Never? Yeah, I never read the Bible. But they were firmly believed that they were Christians. I got a little shock. You don't go to church and you don't read, even read the Bible. How can you know that <laughs> you are saved? And that was actually a question that I had in my mind. Uh, you know, we claim ourselves as Christians, right? And many of us are brought up in, you know, church. So somehow we believe the fact that, you know, I'm a Christian. I mean, I was born in church. And um, is that really, I mean, what, I mean, is that really how you believe? I mean, what is it when you say what it means to be a Christian? Is this some that thought you have hold on to? Or what is it, what is it really? It? Uh, you know, Paul, the writer of the book of Romans, he tries to explain to us what does it mean to be a Christian. And, and actually the verses from verse 5 to 17, but we didn't have, I mean, I didn't read the whole thing, but I'm going to talk, share a little bit about that. Uh, is it working? It's supposed to be, right? Yeah. Uh, we can we can skip the whole old passage. Let's just get into the point. All right. It was a kind of long passage, right? Okay. We have different mindsets to our life. That's what it means by uh, being a Christian. We have different mindset to our life. Uh, verse five. Those who live according to the sinful nature have their mindset on what that nature desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their mindset on what the Spirit desires. There are two different mindsets. I would say two different natures. Think about a sailboat game. As a man, I want to challenge that, you know, that kind of competition. But I don't think I can really do that. If I have a body, body of Eugene, Pastor Eugene, I'm probably challenged that. You have to have strength to do that, right? But when you, you, know, when you look at this competition, it's very interesting, uh, I think, game, sailing, sailboat game. You got the same, I would say, same wind, right? But they have different speed and direction. Why is that? It all depends on weather and the set of sail. And life is the same thing. You know, life, you, you know, as a Christian, we're not immune to, uh, to the problems in our lives, right? It's problems still, you know, it's there, right? But it all depends on the 
What kind of attitude you have toward the life? When we become a Christian, God has given us new nature, this new nature. And, and this is a nature that makes us to see life different way. Uh, to some, some uh, hardship may come, hardship can make them more miserable, more weaker. But I met so many Christians, same amount of hardship, yet they become more stronger. Wow, wow. You're, you're, diff- you're different. Why is that? Because of the attitude that they have toward the life. Uh, Barbara Bush, uh, she died a couple years ago, right? I thought, I thought, you know, think about Barbara Bush. Barbara Bush, she had a husband was a president and a son was president. Isn't that amazing? I mean, a husband was president of the United States and a son even was president. Uh, there were, you know, she used to say this word, it is all about an attitude. That was her favorite you know, saying, it is all about an attitude. That's, that's the lesson that I'm, I'm learning while I'm doing the ministry. Yeah, it's all depends on our attitude. How you perceive the things, how we perceive the situation, even the hardship and problems and painful experiences that we have. Ray Clapp, he, the, he was the author of The Safest Place on Earth. You know, he, I love this quotation. He said, The difference between spiritual and unspiritual community, we long to have a spiritual community, right? He said, The difference between spiritual and unspiritual community is not whether conflict exists, exists but it's rather in our attitude toward it. Conflict is always there, but it depends on what kind of attitude you have toward the conflicts. And our approach to handling it, when conflict is seen as an opportunity to draw more fully on spiritual resources, we have the makings of spiritual community. To build a Christian community, it depends on what kind of attitude you have. What about the prayer life? Prayer life, too, depends on our attitude. Billy Graham once said, it's not the body posture, but the heart's attitude that counts when we pray. I like the way you put it. Let's read the passage once again, the verse 5. Let me go back. Uh, Those who live according to the sinful nature have their mindset on what that nature desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their mindset on what the Spirit desires. It's a different mindset. That's what differentiates believers from unbelievers. Why is it so important? Because whatever that is in your mind will control over emotion. And emotion will control over our action. So our thought, parent, mind will be controlled by emotion and they will Controlled by action. So everything starts with our, our thought. So keeping the thought of the Holy Spirit, I think it's so important. Let me ask this question. Do you think negative all the time? I met some people, they have very negative spirit. Whatever the, the word that comes out of their mouth is like so negative. Why? Because they think negative. It just comes out. Your thought will 
dominate the control over emotion. And eventually you become a very negative person. You know what? I don't think it's from God. It is not from God. Because uh, verse 6 says here, the mind of sinful man is death. But the mind controlled by the Spirit is life and peace. You know, when the Spirit of God controls our minds, He gives us the, the you know, minds of uh, spirit of life and peace. The mindset of sinful man, it says death, right? It is separation from God. Uh, he or she is lonely, worried, guilty, isolated, feel rejection, resentful, angry, feel emptiness, feel de- depressed, and despair, all that. But God comforts in the midst of loneliness. You know, Christian, we still feel lonely, right? But God comforts in the midst of loneliness. God teaches us how to pray when we tend to worry. And He teaches us to praise God when we feel like our anger gets worse. How is it possible? when you allow the Holy Spirit take of your thought and mindset. Allow Him to control over your thought patterns. If we are here today with upset mind, change that attitude in His grace. It is up to us. You simply allow the Holy Spirit to take of your mind today. And He will take over that. Uh, second point, when we know that the Holy Spirit is indwelling in us. Do you, can you say amen to that? Do you believe that the Holy Spirit is indwelling in us? If He gave your life to Christ, yes, He is abiding in us. Is it dwelling in us as a spirit? So we are walking, living temple of God. That's why Paul said, don't you know that you are God's, you know, you are a child of God and God's spirit is living in you? Don't you know you are God's temple? He was saying that. Anyway, verse 9 and 10 said, you, however, are controlled not by the sinful nature, but by the spirit. If the spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone does not have the spirit of God, he does not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, your body is dead because of sin. Yet your spirit is alive because of his righteousness. One of the distinctiveness of believer is that the Holy Spirit is indwelling in believer. This fact will differentiate believers from unbelievers. Who is the Holy Spirit, by the way? Who is it? What, what does he do? What is his ministry? Let me share uh, what Jesus said here. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. The Spirit of Truth. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Truth. He's a counselor. He counsels people. He encourages people. The world cannot accept Him because it, it, it neither sees Him nor knows Him. But you know Him, for He lives with you and will be in you. If you give your life to Christ, Holy Spirit is in you. You know, I, I thought about Jesus. Why did he ascend into heaven? You know, he came, he died for us, and he ascended to heaven, right? 
Why did he ascend to heaven? What if he just stayed with us? What if he came to our church and speak, you know, for us? I think we'll probably fill this room, right? People will come. You know, Jesus is coming to our church this Sunday. Can you join us? People will come, right? Don't you think? No? No respond? <laughs> I mean, don't you think? I mean, but you know why he ascended to heaven? So that he can come, abiding in each one of us as a spirit. What if we just, you know, have a service here? What about people in, you know, Mexico or El Salvador or, or Korea or other parts of the world? He's going to be so busy, right? But he wants to abide in each, every one of us, each one of his followers. That's why he ascended into heaven, so that he can abide in us as a, as a spirit. That's why when you look at the Great Commission, Lo, I will be with you always. That's what that means. He said, I'm going to be with you all the time. Always. What does the Holy Spirit do in our lives? He does everything you need in the Christian life. He meets every one of your needs. He guides us. He teaches us. He comforts us. He helps us. He protects us. He empowers us. He prays for us. Everything we need in the Christian life, comes through the Holy Spirit and His power. A.W. Tozer, he's one of the, he used to be an old guy, I mean, he died many years ago. He's an author and he mentioned, he said this, if the Holy Spirit was withdrawn from the church today, 95% of what we do would go go on and no one would know the difference. If the Holy Spirit has been withdrawn from the New Testament church, 95% of what they did would stop. And everybody would know the difference. When I read that quotation, I said, I think it's so true. And he has to dominate us. He has to control us. He has to lead our, you know, congregation, lead our lives. Yet, we believers, we don't really fully give him the control. That's why we're missing it. Even the church is missing that. There is a difference between Holy Spirit being resident in your life and Holy Spirit being president of your life. Is he president of your life or is he just simply resident in your life? He has to be the president of your life. He has to control your life. That's the best life that we can, we can offer, we can live. You know, the life that he desires of us to live is, is abundant life. When you buy a toy, you know, box, you see, probably saw this, you know, saying the batteries are not included, right? Even the toy is like brand new toy. If you don't put the battery in it, it's not going to be operated, right? Just like that. We need power from the Lord. So that we can live the life that he desires of us to live. You heard this passage many times probably. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to hypocrisy. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. I mean, including myself, you have have the experience of being drunk, right? When you get drunk, you know, people act differently. Some quiet guys all of a sudden talk you know, loud and become very, you know, like, active. 
Some guys cry. Mm-hmm. You know, all of a sudden, just begin to cry. What's wrong? What happened? You know, people have different reaction toward when they get drunk, right? Just like that. When the Holy Spirit fills us up, we act differently. Why? Because of the influence. Just like we are influenced by the substances or alcohol, we will get influenced by the Holy Spirit. And this Spirit is the Holy Spirit, and He's guiding us, leading us into the life that, that, that is in, in full, that is in abundance. I, I, I wish you don't, we don't miss that. Last point that I want to make uh, is uh, we have father and children relationship with God. That's what uh, Paul said in 15. For you did not receive the spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you received the spirit of sonship and daughtership. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. Palestine kid, their first word was, you know, Abba, Abba. When people heard this Jesus teaching, when you pray, address, you cannot say, God, Father, Abba. They were like, wow, can we really do that? They were shocked by Jesus' teaching. They never thought about this in God as our Father. But that's the kind of religion God is inviting us. When you give your life to Christ, you are my son. You are my, you know, and he's my our Father. So you don't have to be, you don't have to come to God with fear. Don't do that. Just go to him with, with freedom. You know, I have a son. Some of you guys know my son, right? He's, he's getting old. He's 25. We'll be bumping each other time to time, even though we are, we're sharing the sharing same house. we just bumping each other. I love to hear him say, Hi, Dad. Oh, you know, he's old, right? <laughs> getting old, but I love to hear calling me Dad. Hi, Dad. Hi, son. You know, that kind of relationship. God wants us to have that kind of relationship with Him. God is closer than you think. You have to know that God is closer than you think. Uh, last passage. The Spirit Himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now we are children, then we are hearers hearers of God and coherers with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. Because we are his children, we share everything that God has. I want to show you, uh, as I conclude the message, I want to show you three pictures. This is, I read from, I don't know, book or article, uh, there are three different kinds of Christians. This is low-boat Christians. Struggling in their own power. Stop to rest for a while, only to find that the current has taken them back where they started. <laughs> you know, you're, we, we tend to have Christian life like this. Uh, other Christians, second type is sailboat Christians. Let the wind do all the work. Enjoy high and high moments, but what happens when the wind stops? You just get stuck in the middle of nowhere. But this is a life that uh, that you and I can have. This is a, 
steamboat, steam power Christians. Take the water of the word, word, word of God, and combine it with the fire of the Holy Spirit. And there's constant power to matter what the conditions. No matter what condition we face. Because of steam, power, word of God, and fire of Holy Spirit. It is our choice. I pray simply you can open your heart to God. Allow the Holy Spirit control over your life. Take over your life. Take over your thought. Let Him control over your life, especially your mindset. And allow the Holy Spirit to fill you in. Fill, him, fill you up with, with His Spirit. And start to call Him our Father. Journey is always challenging. You know, I just, uh, last week, my best friend, pastor, lost his wife. It's, you know, it's so hard to, uh, I've been praying, we church been praying for, for her, and it's so hard for me to even uh, just meet my friend. He came to church, and I, I, I couldn't say any word. As I was holding him, in tears, God was like comforting me. God was comforting me. I didn't know my friend was became that skinny after you know he was he was he didn't I guess he didn't eat much. But God was comforting me so much. And I know same God is comforting my friend very much and our members too. So I realized once again, God is so faithful. God is so faithful. No matter what, God is faithful. And so grateful to live under His influence. Life is good. Man, people are dying, but still life is good. God is still faithful. And that's the life. I'm learning the lesson more and more. Wow. You know, Christian life is so powerful life. Because sometimes we don't understand things happening, right? But He is controlling our thoughts and minds. Dominating us and leading us, guiding us. And that's the life we should never miss it. We should never miss it. If you haven't given your life to Christ, give your life to Christ. It's worth it. <laughs> that's what I would say, I would say. Let's pray together. Lord, I pray. Uh, Your guidance may be upon each one of us today, Lord God. Help us to be steam-powered Christian, Lord God. Rely on your word and spirit. Lord, we allow ourselves to you, Lord God. We open our hearts to you, Lord God. Would you take over our thoughts and our lives, Lord God. And fill us up, Father, with your spirit every single day so that we may live the life that you count, you desire, Lord God. Bless each one of us today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.